Hello and welcome to the Foreign Influence Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Nikolai. And uh, boy, Nikolai, I'm here on a beautiful but cold day here in Peoria, Illinois. Sunny? Cold. Nice. Mm, it's cold Here's, again. Wow. Well, what does cold mean back in Oh, America last night land? it was zero. Celsius? Below zero. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, Zero, so wow. Below freezing. Yeah. I'm it trying to help you out. 32 in God's country. Where's that? We'll just say God's freezing is that, all around me. Is that Eastern Ukraine, God's <laughs> country? They are still going after a month. Hold on. Let me get the weather in. Jesus. Here it's oh. 20 degrees Celsius and sunny. Beautiful spring Whatever, day. dude. Well, I mean, earlier today, it was a beautiful spring day. Now it's a beautiful spring evening. And you're how much further north than we are? I, I tell you. I don't know, but... Gets that know. Gulf Stream and just basks in it. Basks Basking. In it. Tomorrow we're going to be basking in the, in the radiation fallout soon, so... You do have that going for you. We got yeah. those... We got that radioactive uh, smoke coming our way. <laughs> if the wind doesn't point the Nikolai, you're the glowing. Right <laughs> I am glowing. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, they've held out for a month. <clears throat> Holy a month. shit balls! Pretty good. It's really amazing. Um, and but but yet amazingly, somehow Russia has achieved all of its goals. You right? think so? How Isn't so? It, isn't that what, what they announced? Uniting NATO, uniting NATO. No, but they announced uh, that they were done, right? That the special military operation was a success. And now they were going to focus on uh, on the Donbass region, right? That's what they announced. Uh, I did see something about that, but the exact implications were a bit <laughs> unclear to me. I have no idea what the implications are. Right. Uh, some people are saying that they're going to, I mean, that they're wanting to split up Ukraine, you know, that they want to go, um, go and try to split it up. Sure. Which they had already been doing. Yeah. I mean, they did that back in 2014, and they just are continuing that process of, uh, I don't know, peeling off chunks. Um, Do we need to tell what we're introduced, what we're talking about? It seems obvious. Um, That we're talking about Ukraine? Yeah. Well, yeah. The the Russia-Ukrainian war to anyone who's been living in a cave for the last month. If you've come down off the mountain. On the edge of World War III here. Yeah. Uh, Gosh. Um, so there are two, three things going on that might push us over the edge, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to start or should I start? Oh, You're- sure. I've, I've, I got a wonderful thing here. So Biden, hey, Biden was over in your neck of the woods all week long, which, you know, Poland we let him out isn't every exactly once in a while. my neck of the woods. <laughs> e- no. Even Listen in your- to the Western European chauvinism coming even out. In, even in U.S. standards, that's a long drive, Bill. <laughs> no, come on, Poland. You're all one big happy European family. How how long would it take for me to point. drive to Farsofi? Okay, let's see. <laughs> Say Google Maps. How long is the drive from Paris to Farsofi? Let's see. Better be good. Uh, calculating. Sixteen uh-huh. hours. Yeah, okay. So that's what it would take me to get to the north of Florida, north side of Florida. Really? Maybe something oh, okay. like that. Yeah. So yeah. just Maybe halfway down your, Florida. Wrap your head around this. From Paris to Kiev by car, it is only 25 hours. Ah, okay. That's what it would take me to get 24 hours? 
How long would that take me? Now you've got me curious whether I could get all the way across the country in 24 hours. For the European listeners, this is, so this is how Americans process distance. It is. By you know, time it would take them to get there by car. This is, and honestly, I don't even know any of these places that you've named. Uh, Paris? I mean, it's a, it's uh, a I, rather big city in, Fran in, in, in France. I live there. It sounds made <laughs> up, <laughs> honestly. Well, it's pretty communist. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, so for me to get to Los Angeles would take 29 hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so across the continent. So Paris to to Kiev, you should call it Kiev, sir. Kiev is the Russian pronunciation. You're not hey. going to hear big bald Zelensky saying Kiev. Well, I speak neither Russian nor Ukrainian. So, well, you, should, you know, and I'm not the should. one raping children here. So they should, you know, get off my back. They're just blowing them up, the Russian, the Russians. They're just blowing them up. But they're only blowing them up. Hospitals, yes. theaters. Sorry, they're raping the women. They're raping the women. Yeah. It's war. That's that's why we prevent war. But oh, yes. that's why we prevent war. Oh, okay. yeah, because bad shit happens. Hmm. But yeah, Biden was over. You know, not anywhere near you, but he was over there expressing <laughs> solidarity with Europe and uh, gave actually what was a pretty rousing speech uh, about like freedom and democracy. Here, I've got I've got some of that. Here's the freedom and democracy part. Ukraine and its people are on the front lines, fighting to save their nation. And their brave resistance is part of a larger fight for an essential democratic principles that unite all free people. The rule of law, fair and free elections, the freedom to speak, to write, and to assemble, the freedom to worship as one chooses, freedom of the press, these principles are essential in a free society. These principles are are, are important. So also, never underestimate the importance of the freedom to speak. Very important. The, the freedom to speak about yeah anything. <laughs> but then he polished hey. this thing off with this toward the end, which supposedly was an ad lib. But we'll talk about that. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, for free people refused to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. God bless you all. Yikes. May God defend our freedom. This man cannot remain in power. Yeah, good which point. Which was not in the prepared remarks. Yeah, sure. Um, he didn't clear it with with anyone. I, <clears throat> come on, I don't know. Come on, I don't know. They're attributing it as a gaffe. Anthony Blinken, our Secretary of State, Foreign Affairs Minister, walked it back. But this is bad, right? He he's essentially all of a sudden telling Putin that, like, in the U.S., we're all for regime change in Russia. That ain't good. Uh, that that ain't good. Maybe they discovered oil in <laughs> in Russia. <laughs> he decided, hey, we could. Uh, no, come on. I mean, this is this is clearly not a gaffe. Uh, I think that's that's that would be unacceptable, right? So it's it 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 would be strange to imagine that he would just on a whim go, you know. But by the way, 
let's overthrow the regime. <laughs> I don't. So I don't you have more it. faith. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he's not senile, right? He knows what he's saying. He knows what he's doing. Uh, and the saying that and then walking it back, that's uh, seems like a pretty good strategy. Okay. Well, I'm not sure what it does for any prospect of resolving this peacefully. I mean, it certainly doesn't help it. Peacefully? Same. Maybe I should send you some of the videos coming out of Mariupol. Well, so do you just continue war? Yeah, obviously that's overstating it, resolving it peacefully. Because I've, because I've, you know, resolving I've been, it at all, right? Because I've been to the German extermination camps and those images are pretty similar. So no, how do we end this? Mountains stuff? of naked corpses. Yeah. You know, yeah. Children, women. All naked because people try to save them before they die. And then they have to pile them up. And then okay. they rot. So. Right. So it's time for the United States and all of Europe to uh, to launch armies and get them into Ukraine and drive toward Moscow? No, we can't, right? But apparently, so that's the second uh, part of the shit show that's going on right now. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's both good and bad, right? We're apparently uh, France is spearheading a humanitarian action to Mariupol. Wow. To... Uh, to extract uh, as much as of the civilian population as they can. Huh. So a, a, a fleet of ships? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't sound good. They're gonna do it. With, apparently, they're gonna do it with Turkey and um, another country. I don't. Remember and Russia's just gonna go along with this? I don't know. So now we're putting French. Well. Civilians, presumably. I mean, not military. Uh, in harm's way. How can you not send military, right? How can you not send... I mean, how, what? You're going to send what? Who are you going to send? <laughs> just I, civilians. I mean, yeah, you can't but at least send the one French of them. military into Mariupol and have the okay, Russians so, just say it. So you send, uh, yeah. you send civilians and then you give them guns. How does that, <laughs> how does that change anything, right? Um, yeah. I don't think that would fool anybody, but... No, but I mean, like, if you're going to send civilians, there's going to be guns around them, right? Somehow. And at some point, one of them is going to hold a gun. The so, guns around them would be the Russians. And if the Russians... No, but, like... And the Ukrainians. The Ukrainian troops protecting them, right? And then if at some point they get shot, that's still going to be an issue. So this humanitarian mission is intended to be deliberately provocative or just accidentally provocative? No, I think they I think I think they they just want to get the people out. They want to try to get the people out. So I I've no idea. Like there's right. no specifics, right? But but presumably they would send ships. I'm guessing. I mean, you're not going to go over land, right? I think right. That would be the the simplest cleanest right. way. Right, and they have Turkey on the other end of the so on 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 the other end of the Black Sea there. Yeah, close by, right? Uh, pretty close by. By so, <clears throat> I'm not, but I'm not sure how that would. All right, I mean, well, I, I mean, I obviously, guess, I support humanitarian missions, but this smacks of like these calls for a no-fly zone, which I do not support in the slightest. Like, I, I don't get these people at all who call for somehow the West should employ should be responsible for a no-fly zone over Ukraine. That's going to have Russians and uh, Americans or Russians and Europeans 
actually shooting at one another, and that's just a serious escalation to this whole thing. The only the only people I understand asking for that are the Ukrainians. Yep, and they got a, a ready audience here. But the the Europeans and the, and the and the Americans supporting it, it's. I mean, I get it, right? I want I want this this horror to stop. Yeah. Um. But I think the I. Th- I mean, the nuclear threat is real, right? It's not a yes, joke. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not theoretical. It's not hypothetical. There's a real nuclear threat. Right. Yeah. Mm. Which, which, yeah, which we simply can't risk. Mm. <sighs> All right, well, let's play the happy music. All right, that's it. Yeah, we're done. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. All power to the Ukrainians. All power to them. There is a lot of support for the Ukrainians here in the United States. Here, even in Peoria, Illinois, there have been these uh, big billboards that are going up of uh, supporting Ukraine with a giant representation of the Ukrainian flag. Um, so there's some sophisticated support campaign taking place here in the United States. I don't know. Are you seeing similar kind of billboards go up across Europe? Yeah, I mean, there's massive support here everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of um, lot of uh, people going out on the street. There's protests. There's flags. My upstairs neighbors, they, uh, they've got a flag. Mm. Uh, a lot of um, people trying to raise money. Yeah. What can you do? Fortnite, uh, Epic raised uh, huge amounts of money. Yeah, they announced uh, for uh, their so Epic is, is a Epic Games is a is, is a game production company, and they run one particular uh, game which is very popular, uh, which is called Fortnite, which is a sort of a battle royale style game, which means that you go onto this map and you shoot each other, uh, and they have. You know, they have seasons, what they call seasons. Every once in a while, they make new content, they make new uh, skins, and they ha- had a war-themed season planned, which was uh, planned for launch about a week ago. So that mm-hmm. was poor timing, obviously, Yeah. Uh, but prepared well before this whole war um, broke out. So they decided to um, donate 100% of their proceeds of the first week of this new season to uh, support for Ukraine. Wow. And the first couple of days, they raised 50 million US dollars. Wow. <laughs> the first three days, I think. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Huh. Going where, though? That's the tricky thing. I mean, how do you know where to effectively put your support? Um, we well, sent some money to the Red Cross, kind of fingers oh. crossed, yeah. hoping yeah. that's the way to go. But well, they've been fucking up, right? Uh, I don't know specifically. Yeah, have you heard something? They they screwed something. Yeah, up? yeah. Um, failing to negotiate uh, evacuation corridors with the Russians. Mm. And just saying, uh, it's good, guys. Go run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, then it worked out so well. Now they're setting up office in Russia. You mean those corridors that Russia attacked? Yeah, some of them apparently weren't correctly by the Red Cross. Some of them weren't correctly negotiated. Apparently, that's the that's the word on the street. Awesome. Yeah, that's great, right? 
Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Well, anyway, hopefully that sorts itself out. I wish I had something optimistic to say about this, but we should really uh, uh, touch on the fact that the forests um, around Chernobyl are on fire. Oh, what could happen there? In the, uh, well, what do they call it? The, the 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 extraction? No, the the zone where you're not supposed to come because it's still radioactive. What do you call that? Yeah, I don't know. Like a yeah, I know what you mean. There's a word for it, but Extraction. no go zone or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. Well, it's it's all on fire. So that's it's on good. fire. Yeah. And those plants presumably have absorbed some of that that radiation, and yes, now it's it's lofting up into the air, and uh, so all the folks in southern Russia are going to get it because the well, wind blows east. Until it doesn't. Oh, it's not going to get back to you, so you don't need to worry. Things are good for you, Nikolai. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Almost got worried there. Yeah, I mean, just just relax. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. So other than that, uh, things are looking up in Ukraine, for sure. I saw an article that said that uh, the headline was, Baguette-sized bombs are going to be used in Ukraine. I thought of you. Baguette-sized bombs. Wow, what does that mm-hmm. even mean? I don't know. They're the size of a baguette. I mean, sure. <laughs> what's a regular? What's a Bigger? normal size for a bomb? Smaller? I, 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 small? I don't know. <laughs> I am not a military expert, but these bombs are going to be baguette-sized. Are they going to be crunchy on the outside and then sort of really <laughs> spongy on the inside? And so I've never had a true Parisian baguette, but now I want one because it'll go. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll do all those things. Yeah. Well, and I guess 3.7 million refugees, that number is going to grow, um, are in Europe. But they're getting readily accepted, right, by European countries. Apparently, the U.S. is dragging its feet on offering visas. Uh, to Ukrainians to get them to escape here. Oh, that's really? Not a good, that's not a good look. Huh. Yeah, we haven't sorted it out, I guess. Seems easy. Yeah. Canada's gearing up to let people in. We are apparently lagging. Well, that's quite surprising. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually so <laughs> tough of things. <laughs> I'm just going to make a... By the way, okay, let's let's... Get off this whole war thing. Yeah, again. somehow move on. Get back to the pandemic. This is oh, good. <laughs> <God. laughs> I thought is, we were going to get through one episode. <laughs> which isn't over. I was looking at vaccination numbers over. the other day. Yeah. Uh, after my second bout of COVID. Yes, okay. So uh, there it is. You have now officially had your second round. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. And uh, it turns out that only 25% of people in the U.S. are boosted. I thought it was 40. Oh, but, yeah? Shit. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it's that low. Yeah. That's complete. Yeah, and the latest Sorry, no, you're right. Sorry, CDC. sorry, sorry. You're completely right. It's 50% of people who were vaccinated got boosted, and there's only 50% of the population is vaccinated on average, right? Yeah. So that, brings it, down to, so that brings it down to 25-ish percent of, yeah. the, of the total population. That's, that was the 25% number that I... Remembered. And I guess in the last two or three weeks that all vaccinations of all kinds, boosters mm-hmm. and initial ones, have completely fallen off a cliff. So we are becoming more vulnerable by the day. So here, um, 
vaccination rates, including boosters, of fully boosted is in the adult population is seventy six percent. Wow, versus twenty five ish. Yeah, and if you look at it this way, fifty percent of the only fifty percent of the population. Hold on, only twenty five percent of the population is fully vaccinated, because actually the booster should be seen yeah, as the, part the booster of the is essential. Yeah, is essential in the in the to be considered fully vaccinated, right? Because the first two doses are too close together to avoid infection. Yeah. So at least that's the sort of what the virologists are saying. Mm -hmm. uh, so twenty five percent of the population is fully vaccinated, but a whopping thirty percent. 35% is morbidly obese, is obese, mm -hmm. is obese, and 50% is overweight. So you'd yep. rather have McDonald's than science. I What the fuck? What the fuck, America? Well, I sure don't want a baguette, because <laughs> the damn thing's deadly. <laughs> That's crazy. When I, when I started thinking yeah. about those percentages, like comparing yeah. the obesity rate to the vaccination rate, like it's crazy. Yeah. The yeah. obesity rate should not be higher than the vaccination rate against the disease for which obesity is a is a risk factor. And when this BA.2 Omicron variant really starts taking hold, which it it is, in some places it's up to like 50% of, yeah. of uh, tested cases, uh, we might see, hopefully not, but we might see a summer wave. Uh, maybe it'll hold off to the fall and winter, but we're going to see another wave. And honestly, here in the United States, we won't care. I I'm just here to tell you, we won't care. COVID's over. As far as the United States is concerned, COVID is over. Uh, it's too politically toxic for anybody <coughs> to be in support of imposing any kinds of restrictions again. And uh, it's very much viewed as an individual risk factor, right? You can choose to get vaccinated and boosted, which, again, like you say, I wish we'd stop calling it vaccinated and boosted. Just call it vaccinated, and it's a three-dose series. But yeah, exactly. This, sure. this is the language that we use. Uh, and we just, we will not get to those levels. We just won't. Just, there's people here who are just committed for a variety of reasons to not doing it. We're not going to impose it. Um, so we're going to have a massive wave again. Uh, it's going to overwhelm our hospital systems again. Um, it just, it's going to happen. Oh, shit. I, I don't know. Makes me wonder. Just, I, I don't get it. We're just kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's just who we are. <laughs> I, I, I can't figure it out. I mean, I, I, you're special. Put forward some explanations that like, are we a particularly, cruel society or are we a particularly anti-authority society or anti-expertise or anti-intellectual anti-expertise i don't know yes anti-expertise yeah definitely so some mix of all of those things together characterizes the united states uh, and anti-authority i have to combine that too so like we don't trust medical authorities right and that takes a variety of forms it can either be like this hardcore partisan political, or it can be some sort of QAnon thing, or it can be the woo-woo leftist stuff, right? Where homeopathy is going to save your bacon. Uh, some bizarre mix of all of those together um, is how, how we roll here. Um, 
which is why I've said for a long time now where we'd better get busy ramping up hospital capacity in some way. I don't know what form that takes and if these COVID expanded COVID wards end up being less safe because the people have less training or I don't know what, but when you have clear solutions right there, right, that people won't take advantage of, no matter how persuasive you try to be, you've got to ramp up hospital capacity because the hashtag remains flatten the curve, right? And the whole point of flattening the curve is to keep the hospitals from getting overwhelmed. So we're not going to do the prevention thing, so we better work on the treatment thing. Yeah. But that's the U.S. We're special. You are special. I like that. You really are. Oh, well, there you go. So don't be depressed. Europe's doing fine. We are doing fine. Europe's listening to the science and, and is massively vaccinated. And and so, unfortunately, you live in one of the most densely crowded cities on the planet. And many people are getting it, but many people are going through with mild symptoms, right? Oh, yeah, so for vac- sure. Yeah. vaccination works. <laughs> yeah, like everyone I know got it recently. Yeah. Uh, everyone had very, very mild symptoms. Yeah. I had a... An itchy throat. For several and days. And you got through. Several days. Several though. days. Yeah. 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 Good God, man. It was rough, Bill. It was I rough. Know. I still worry about the, the little kids, and I really feel for parents uh, who have newborns up yeah. to, what is it, six-year-olds. Uh, this yeah. is a particularly stressful time. Um, just listening to TWIV, to promote TWIV again, this week in Virology, the uh, weekly... Mm. Um, episode focusing on treatments and things like that. Uh, We did have the CDC publish some data about uh, the vaccines here, and frankly, their efficacy just isn't that high. Um, But there was like zero risks associated with them too. So are you better off getting it? Early data says yes, but will it protect you much? Early data says it's a coin flip. So that's disappointing compared to the parents. Uh, you know, who, oh, for the for the kids, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah for the real little kids, the efficacy was kind of low. Um, oh shit! Compared to like super great efficacy, right in adults, like <laughs> this is one of the most efficacious vaccines that we've ever created. This is talking the the mRNA stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. The traditional technologies are, don't have the same kind of efficacy. So I do, I do, I feel for people with little kids at this time i think it's still kind of stressful yeah for sure yeah but apparently we don't care so there's that well not here i mean it was your choice to have a little kid you should have never had a little kid yeah you should have had a grown-up kid right away right they're harder to get out at first but it makes some things easier well if it's cesarean it's it's all good just yeah you just open it up you pluck them out easy peasy well, should we switch to good news? I mean, what well, we Let's covered war and news. pestilence. Let's do it. Um, and we'll just, we'll stop with that. Is there such and, a thing? Is there good news? Okay, so I've got something that I am, I don't know if I'll call it good news. All right. But I thought it was intriguing. So NASA uh, apparently hit the the 5,000th registration of a planet out there in space. We oh, have hit nice. 5,000 exoplanets apparently so you know what science continues 
we continue to peer out into the skies and find new things and strange new worlds, dare I say. Wow. As a Star Trek fan. Hey, with some luck, we so, might find people out there who are more stupider than we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but they're rock slime. That's the problem. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> we were this close, and it turns out they were just rock slime. I'm going to go yell at them. Why aren't you smarter? <laughs> and then we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say, oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. Right. Right. Well, well, you're probably argue. just a lectin. You know? <laughs> no, we got to wait a couple more years. They told us to go green. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Nikolai. Hey, you feel better, everybody over there. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Take care. Take care. Talk soon.